welcome to Tubonge Tax, your all-round podcast on taxes that provides you with all the tax information that you need to stay informed. I am your host, Alan Madoka. If you've signed up for a KRA PIN in 2021, then you should declare any income you've received between January 2021 to December 2021 by filing your income tax returns. Stay tuned to hear more on this topic from our very next guest, Mr. Benson Kakuno. Benson is from the Business Transformation Office, which is part of the Domestic Taxes Department, which is, of course, part of the Kenya Revenue Authority. Thank you so much for joining us today, Benson. Thank you, Alan. Much appreciated. Now, let's get right into it, Benson. Today, we're talking about other sources of income. Some may call it like a side hustle. (laughs) Now, what is considered as other sources of income, according to KRA? Thank you, Alan. I will be a bit specific. When we use the word other sources of income, the assumption is you could be employed and you are also getting money outside employment. Or you may not be employed, but you actually have other avenues of getting money. If I use the example of somebody who is um, already employed, we know Kenyans are very creative, Kenyans are very industrious. And because salary is never enough, as they said, then we go out of our way to actually look for more money outside. And I will use examples. Those who have matatus, yes, PSVs, Uber, Matri, let me use that word. That is another source of income. Those people who are uh, professionals like engineers, you could be employed by KRA, but you also consult for other entities. You could also be a supplier. Maybe you have a shop supplying laptops and other items to other government entities, to private business entities, and so on and so forth. Maybe you're a doctor. You're employed by an institution like Kenyatta National Hospital, but you also consult. Maybe you have a clinic of your own, and you also see clients, you do business, and so on and so forth. So that is what we call other sources of income, which is separate from your primary source of income, which could be employment. So in in simple terms, these are people with more than one source of income. Right, okay. And another terminology I've also heard being thrown around but haven't quite got the grasp of, and I think many also haven't, is what is a withholding certificate? Thank you, Alan. A withholding certificate is a certificate or a document that is given to you, the person now who is doing the return, by another entity that you may have done business with and they withheld taxes on your behalf. I'll give a very specific example. The law says that if you're an engineer, for example, and you do civil works, designs, and so on and so forth, for an organization like Kiare, when you give Kiare the invoice, let's say the amount was 2.2 million, when Kiare is paying you back your money, the law requires them to withhold 3% of the tax. It is actually part of, for income tax specifically, a withholding certificate is a tax where part of your income tax has been paid by another party on your behalf to KRA. So it is actually a certificate of credit, which shows that some money that you are supposed to pay to KRA, some income tax that you're supposed to pay to KRA has been paid on your behalf. And therefore, you can use it now to pay less once you file your return. Now, speaking of using it to pay less, how does one retrieve a withholding certificate? The withholding happens in ITAX. The person whom you did business with does the withholding 
through ITAX. They actually issue you with the certificate through ITAX. And you also get the certificate. They have a copy of the certificate and you also get a copy of the certificate if you are the contractor or if you are the professional who supplied those services. So one, it can be in your email. Every time they withhold, you're supposed to get it in your email. But if you don't get it in your email, then what you need is just your ITAX password. You log into ITAX and then there's a menu at the top right corner called certificates. So that menu called certificates, you can print all the certificates from there that have been issued to you even for past years. It's always there. Thanks for that, Benson. Now, what does one require to file for these other side hustles, for these other sources of income, apart from their primary source of income? Thank you, Alan. I'll categorize them into two because we also have to look at uh, the cost of complying with KRA. So if you are an engineer or you are a professional who does many transactions, maybe every month you have a transaction or maybe you have a supply that you're doing every month. So you may find that at the end of the year, your transactions are huge, maybe going into 10 millions, 50 millions, 100 millions and so on and so forth. So if you still want to declare that income under your PIN, against your uh, employment income. Then look for a professional who will do a summary of your transactions for the year. We also allow you to, of course, you know, we know business has costs. That, that professional will be able to do a good financial statement for you, which shows how much you received and also how much you spend. So that even as you declare into KRA, you're declaring factual information. If it is just one job that you did in the year and maybe you only have one uh, a source of income, I mean one source of income like maybe you are, you are a designer and you only did two or three designs in the year and you have certificates, what you need is just a summary of what you received and what you spent which you can do by yourself. And in case you are not able to do it by yourself, then of course you seek assistance from KRA or from professionals like accountants, and they'll be able to help you so that you comply. On these other businesses, let's say my business is not formal. I do not have a permanent establishment. I don't have an office. I don't have a building. I don't have a warehouse. My business is quite informal. I, you know, just go here and there in my car and, you know, do my business. How do I account for that? and what documents are required. Thank you, Alan. I know the informal sector is one of uh, the big sectors in the country. And uh, as KRA, of course, we've tried our best to facilitate them in terms of simplifying the tax processes. And uh, you know we have uh, introduced even other forms of taxes, simple taxes like the turnover tax, which you can do every, every month. And it's very simple. And you can even do it on mobile. But if we have some of us who are still doing informal business, the word is usually juakali, yeah? but they still want to declare that in their personal return at the end of the year. So what we just require for you is a summary of your transactions for the year. I know this money comes through somewhere, yeah, maybe through M-Pesa or maybe through the bank. So at the end of the day, what Kiara would want is actually a summary for the year. And I encourage people to, if you know you're paying taxes, even if you're in the formal sector, at least have a, even a book every day even for your own benefit, every day, whatever you've sold, whatever you've picked some items from Gikomba, you've gone and sold, whatever you've spent, just have a book, a summary at the end of the year, and then you declare that to KRA. A book is good enough showing all your transactions for the year. Now, of these books and of these accounts, does one require for accounts to be audited? 
Thank you, Alan. That is also another question that we've always been asked. It is not a must. But at the same time, it boils down to the size of the business. If a business is huge, transacting millions like 100 million and above, 50 million and above, that is a huge business. Somebody who is doing a business of 50, receiving at an over 50 million in a year, that's not a small business. So I would expect that person paying 50,000 to an accountant to do the books will not be very difficult for them. So for those people who are doing that magnitude of business, even for their own records and for their own, um, uh, because you see these are the same documents they use when they go to the bank to get a loan. It is good to formalize, have audited accounts if your business is of that magnitude. But if you are a small trader, a side hustle, just a matter to, for example, one, maybe one, maybe three, that one you can even do it yourself. You can, you know how much you receive every day, how much you pay your driver and so on and so forth. So, so long as you can do a small uh, balance sheet or a small uh, financial statement income against your expenses, then you're good. And when care comes, you'll be able to justify and actually say, these are my transactions for the year, this is how I receive the money, and this is what I have, that's all. So it's not a must. It depends on the nature and the magnitude and size of the business. Now, there's something very interesting you said before, so I, I just want to jump back to it very quickly. You talked about somebody filing their other sources of income in their individual tax return. Now, can I turn that around for you a bit and ask, can one use their individual tax return to file and declare these other sources of income, these Juakali businesses? Thank you, Alan. The ITR for employment income only, that is actually we call it ITR for employment income only. It is for me and you who we are employed, specifically for, and it actually pulls the data from the employer side. Whatever the employer has given KRA, that is what the ITR for employment income shows. And therefore, you cannot use it to declare other sources of income. Okay, that's very interesting to note that your individual tax return ITR is only for your employment income. Now, then the question becomes, how does one account for the other sources of income if they also have employment? Thank you, Alan. And you've put it correctly. If you only have employment income, you can use ITR for employment income only. But if you have other sources of income, then we require you to use the Excel option in ITAX. And that is where the system will give you an Excel where you can declare your employment income and other sources of income. Because other sources of income will require some bit of financial statements, some summary of your income tax statement. That is where now through the Excel you'll be able to see all the fields where you can actually declare all these other sources of income from business, from farming, from rent and from commissions. Yes. We are now taking a deep dive into Mahesabu with Benson. Benson, uh, let's get a bit deep here. What should be accounted for in the profit and loss sheet as well as the balance sheet? Thank you, Alan. Yes, now we are going, as you said, we are we are going deeper into the figures. So I know these are um, accounting terms, and maybe those who have not been to an accounting class, they may not understand these things. But basically what it means for the layman, for the common wananji or somebody in Juakali, what you need under the profit and loss account is just a summary of your incomes for the year and your summary of expenses. So that at the end of the day, we can tell whether you made a profit or you made a loss and you know tax is on profit. So that is what we need. Under the balance sheet, as accountants say, that is your financial position. That is where you will tell us, these are the loans you got, this is the cash you injected into the business, this is what you have at the bank, and so on and so forth. There are many details, and we normally advise, if you have a big business that has a turnover, where you even maybe you have employees, you're paying them, and so on and so forth, seeking the services of an accountant, 
not a very expensive accountant. We have young people who have come from university and they know how to do these things. They can do a good one for you at an affordable fee. Even not for the purposes of KRA, but even also for your own purposes to even understand how is your business doing. Now, when it comes to the time that somebody does, by their returns, discover that they do owe money on their return, when should they pay this money back after filing? Good. Thank you, Alan. And uh, to be specific for income tax returns for individuals, and especially for those who are employed, we expect the employer has already paid the money for you on your behalf. But those who could be having a side hustle, like I said, I gave the example of those who are having matatus and so on and so forth. Your tax due from the return is due by 30th April of 2022, if you're filing a return of 2021. And because I know most of us file late, if you file your return after 30th April, then it means you should pay immediately. But if you pay it, you file it now, then it means you have up to 30th April to pay the balance of tax. Wow, wow, wow. Again, uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Benson. Thank you, Alan. Appreciated. Now, do you know anyone who can't afford to pay their taxes in one big lump sum? Spread the word. KRA offers payment plans. For more information, visit the KRA website at www.kra.go.ke or call 0711-099-999. You can start filing your 2021 income tax returns today on ITAX. Until next time, I've been your host, Alan Madoka. Goodbye.